Welcome to Mom Material. If you're new to the podcast, I'm your host, Brandi Williamson, and my goal for the podcast is to combine my faith-based perspective and performance psychology background with lessons learned from my own experience of motherhood to provide you support on yours. Have you ever had times when you don't really know what you did all day, or you feel like you've done a million things, but none of them well? That's been me all week, and actually probably for longer, which is why this episode is just now airing. So let me start with Sunday. We came back from spending Thanksgiving at my parents' house late Sunday afternoon. As we're pulling in the driveway, Jess and I started making a game plan of who's going to do what. He takes our luggage and Isaac out of the car, and I rush to my car and head to the grocery store to get food for dinner. I'm peeling out of the driveway. I buzz around the store like a mad woman, and it never fails that when I'm in a hurry, I always get in the longest line with the slowest person who wants to pay with like a check or something, and I finally get home, throw everything on the counter, and start making dinner. By the time everything is made, all I want to do is just lay down and I end up falling asleep on the couch at like 7.30, no joke. Then I wake up the next morning with all this stuff to do from not being home in a couple of days. I want to map the week, plan and record the podcast, work on my business stuff, all while watching Isaac all day and connect with friends by going to the weekly Bible study that night. Before I know it, it's 9.30 p.m. and I'm pulling back in the driveway and Monday is over. Tuesday, I'm barely having time to read my Bible before I go to Pewaukee. I'm, I'm running late and I have to leave early because Isaac's fussy and needs to take another nap. Back at home, I'm trying to plan the podcast again and work on my business during each of his naps. I plan on working out, but I didn't find time. As I'm playing with my son when he's awake, I feel compelled to stop, start cleaning because I notice a tuft of my dog's hair rolling around the floor as the ceiling fan is going. I can't do that because he starts crying and by the time I put him down for his next nap, my husband gets home and wants to talk about his day and spend time with me. But it's my only time to get everything else done since Isaac's finally sleeping. So I really don't talk with him that much before we have to leave for dinner with friends. Although I want and need friends, it's so hard to be invested in the conversation at dinner because the baby's crying and being fussy, so I had to tend to him the whole time. And honestly, after a little while, I feel myself just getting antsy because I'm ready to leave, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, and put him to bed so I can go to sleep. Over the past two months, I've been trying to make sense of living in a new place, being a first-time mom, running a business and creating and maintaining relationships with people. On one hand, I really enjoy challenging myself, being productive, and having something to do. But on the other hand, I feel like I run around all day without ever really doing anything. I put so much pressure on myself to do all these things really well and expect success every time for some reason. I'm wondering if that's even fair or feasible. I'm asking myself if I'm doing too much. The answer is probably yes. Have you ever experienced times like this in your own life? Before I had Isaac, I had all the time in the world to freely go from one activity to another whenever I wanted with margin in between. 
I had a lot of energy and it needs to get out. So I've enjoyed days like that and it's always worked for me until now. I've always had a lot going on, but it's usually manageable. Now it feels like all these monumental life changes are happening and I can't keep up with everything before it's nighttime and we have to get ready for the next day. I'm coming to the realization that my previous breadth of freedom and productivity might not exactly transfer to what I need in this new season of life. I don't think I need to be a type A maniac planning out every single hour of every single day for the next month. But maybe I'm realizing with everything coming to a head, I need to make some changes. I don't think that these changes even have to be monumental, but basic and consistent. I'm fascinated by the achievements of high performers like special forces groups, innovators, and professional athletes. A lot of people assume that professional athletes are just born that way. They are successful because of the talent or gifting they have. Sure, being 6'9 is something that you're born with, but that's not just it. Professional athletes practice the fundamentals over and over and over again. They do the basics well. Successful coaches and professional athletes also reiterate the same message of mastering the fundamentals from Vince Lombardi, John Wooden, and Phil Jackson. Nick Saban, one of the most successful coaches of college football, was asked by a reporter, A few weeks ago, you talked with ESPN about wanting to start over like it was 2007 after the season. I was wondering if you could expound on that, what that exactly means. Nick Saban said, When you start a program, you focus on the fundamental things that you feel are really important in the program. Whether it's everybody buying into the principles and values of the team so that you can be a good team and everybody having a positive attitude about trying to accomplish the goals that you've established for the team. Everybody being responsible for their own self-determination that they'll do the things they need to do so that they can do their job well in the willingness to invest your time and have the discipline to do things at a high level on a consistent basis. If those are the fundamental things we want to accomplish, sometimes you do an inventory and you say, we've gotten away from that a little bit and maybe we need to get back to it. So maybe people need to be more accountable to it. Maybe they need to be more aware of it, whether it's coaches, players, myself, whoever's involved. So that's kind of what I meant by when I said we need to get back to that. When I made that statement is when we need to get back to the fundamental things that have made us a successful program through the years and everybody has got to trust and believe in those things so that they really know and believe that's what's going to help us be successful. I like what Coach Saban says about needing to be disciplined in order to do things at a high level consistently. I feel like I'm just now coming out of the survival mode to where I'm not waking up every single night to feed my son. I've traded rest for productivity recently. However, I can't just survive forever. I want to thrive, and we are in a different season than when he was a newborn. So maybe I've gotten away from discipline. My husband reads a lot of military leadership books and really enjoys listening to the Jocko Willink podcast, so I'll listen to it with him sometimes. And something that Jocko Willink preaches is a 4.30 wake-up time. If you are an elite military group similar to professional athletes, just in a high-risk occupation, Jocko Willink is a retired Navy SEAL officer and operates a leadership consulting company who doesn't just get through the day but believes you need to attack each day. 
One way he does this and several others like him is getting up at 4.30 a.m. This is a quote from him talking about his morning wake-up time. You just decide that's what you're going to do. Picture the Jocko voice. You just choose to live your life that way. You can decide that you're not going to be that way. You can decide that you're going to stay in bed. You can decide that you're not going to attack the day when the day is attacking you. You can make those decisions, but I'll tell you, it is much better to go through life attacking days than it is going through life being attacked by days. Don't let that happen. Go on the offense. Routines save mental energy because you already know what you're going to do before you do it. Not only are habits like these efficient, but they act as force multipliers. The simple and basic act of doing what you set out to do, like waking up early, gives you the satisfaction of completing a task and propels that energy forward towards what you're going to do next, whether that's working out, reading, or starting a business project. Not to mention, as a mother, getting up early gives you the opportunity to creatively think, to work on your business ideas, spend time with God in the stillness of the morning, or get a head start on household chores enabling you to be more ahead than what you would have and better able to be fully present with the people that matter most to you, like your children or husband, later in the day. Being present and involved in a meaningful relationship is incredibly important to me, which is why I've been so disheartened lately because I haven't been living in a way that aligns with my values since I've been so busy during each day. Values influence your thought process and actions, which provide your life with purpose and meaning. My top values are faith, family, friendship, and authenticity. If you want to explore your own values, listen to episode 8. So you can see my motivation to be transparent with this podcast because my value of authenticity. You can also get a glimpse at how being busy can create cognitive dissonance for me if I'm not able to invest well in my family and friends, which also affects my perspective of faith and why I'm here in the first place. So what are your own values? If you haven't been living in a way that reflects them in your own actions, why do you think that is? What changes might you have to make? Before I left my old job working with the military, I set up and sat in as a student in a brain health workshop facilitated by the University of Texas at Dallas. The course is designed by cognitive neuroscientists and clinicians to enhance brain functioning. Just like Coach Saban said in his earlier quote, maybe you need to be more aware. Even if you've heard something, you might need to go back to it especially if you've had recent life changes like moving and having a baby. So I want to remind myself and offer you something that stuck out to me in that course. In the workshop, we learned about strategic attention, a higher order thinking skill that involves prioritizing where to shift your attention to manage brain power and prioritize what's important. It debunks this multitasking myth that has convinced people, especially myself, because many of us do it so regularly, which is part of my problem when I reflected earlier on feeling like I wasn't doing anything well. We all have things we have to get done during a day. How many of you all have to-do lists for those things? I love checking off tasks. However, the smart brain training curriculum from the University of Texas at Dallas encourages people to rethink their to-do lists. 
The research shows that not all tasks are equal. Certain tasks are more cognitively demanding and rely on the central executive network in our brain. When we try to shift our attention between multiple things, aka multitasking, we disrupt that network. They differentiate between tasks by describing them as either an elephant or a rabbit. Elephants are big, just like certain tasks that require at least 45 minutes of your attention. Advance your big picture goals and require more of your higher order thinking. The Center for Brain Health at the University of Texas at Dallas adds that realistically, you can only manage about two elephant tasks a day. On the other hand, they refer to smaller tasks as rabbits because they are not only smaller than elephants, but are also animals that tend to multiply. Rabbit tasks deplete your energy, while elephant tasks energize and give you a sense of long-lasting accomplishment because of the high dopamine reward. I really like the quote by T. Boone Pickens they used in our Smart Brain Training Workshop when referring to handling these types of tasks. They said, when you're out hunting elephants, don't get distracted by chasing rabbits. For me, my elephant tasks are planning and preparing the podcast and creatively thinking about the curriculum for the childbirth education masterclass I teach. I need longer belts of time to focus on each idea. It demands more of my energy because I'm researching and connecting topics to figure out how to apply them so everyone can understand. Also, investing in relationships and being present in conversations would be more of an elephant-sized task for me. On the other hand, my rabbit tasks are household chores. I really hate doing them, but they need to be done and usually have to go back to them in short periods throughout the week. They are tasks that don't require a lot of thought because I already have the motor skills developed, like going to the grocery store and picking up food. What are your elephant tasks? What about what about your rabbit tasks? It's so easy to get bogged down with rabbit tasks, like checking our email in the morning, that when you finish, it's 11.45 and time for lunch, making you too tired to complete your elephant tasks that are actually the tasks that get you closer to your goal over time. I'd like to challenge you. If you relate to the story I told earlier and find yourself feeling like days go by and you haven't done the things that you set out to do, or you're not doing what you want to do well, try restructuring your to-do list. Identify one to two elephant tasks that are your priority areas and four rabbit tasks that are additional tasks that you can do but don't have to complete each day. Revisit what your values are. Use your to-do list in a way that accomplishes what your values are and helps you achieve them. And go back to the basics. What are the fundamentals you need to start practicing again to get to where you want to be? For me, instead of having a to-do list and checking things off willy-nilly or doing the easy rabbit tasks first, I've started getting up at 4.30 in the morning. I use that as prime brain time to check off my elephant-sized tasks. I hope this episode has given you strategies to help you make the changes necessary in your own life to achieve your priorities. If this episode added value to your life, please like and follow the podcast so other people can experience the same. Also, if you're interested in one-on-one performance coaching, head over to matrescencebirth.com and sign up for my masterclass. Thanks for listening.